Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Been talking a lot of football tonight, but uh, we are on the cusp of the uh, stretch run in the Major League Baseball season as well. October will be here before we know it, and um, we will be uh, down the stretch in MLB. And joining me right now to talk a little baseball, he covers baseball for CBSSports.com. RJ Anderson joining me on CBS Sports Radio. RJ, it's great to have you on the show again, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So as we head towards the, the back end of August here, September will be here soon enough. As we head down the home stretch, RJ, if you, if you could put the contenders into tiers, how would you tier off these teams? How many teams would be in the upper, upper echelon? And then what would it look like for you as we're sort of handicapping this thing down the stretch? Yeah, so if we're talking about the American and National League, then I think you have to put the Dodgers in their own tier in the National League. You know, they're clearly the best team in the NL, and you can make a pretty good case that they're the best team in baseball. I mean, they're the only team of a run differential over 200. They're almost 50 runs better than everyone else in baseball. So I think that, you know, they've benefited from playing in the National League West, but they're just a very good team. So I feel comfortable putting them at the top. Uh, and then if we're going to, you know, the second tier, I think you have to have the Astros, the Yankees, Twins and perhaps even the Rays, and then you know the tier after that. I think you have Cleveland and uh, some of those other teams. You know, Chicago, Washington. You know, I could probably throw in a couple of other teams, but I think for the most part, those are the teams we're talking about when we're talking about the best of the best. It sounds like you think the American League is a lot more wide open than the <laughs> National League right now. Is that would that be an accurate assessment? Yeah, I think the Dodgers are just by far the best team in the National League, and I don't think you really see that in the American League because I think it, at minimum you can make a compelling case that the Yankees and Astros are pretty evenly matched. So, you know, if you're just talking about is there a clear favorite in the National League, absolutely. In, in the American League, the same dynamic doesn't necessarily exist. Among the, the – let's just take the Yankees and the Astros and put them separately here for now. Between those two teams – What's the biggest concern, do you think, for each of those two teams right now? Not so much for the rest of the regular season, but once October rolls around? Yeah, so I think for the Yankees, you have to point to the rotation and obviously, you know, the health aspect as well. And then with Houston, you know, as long as Garrett Cole's healthy and as long as, you know, the rest of their horses are healthy, I don't really know that they have a huge, you know, issue you can point to. You know, maybe you talk about, you know, depth of their bullpen or what have you, but I think both teams are really good on paper, and I think that you would be wise to expect an ALCS matchup featuring those two teams. Yeah, RJ Anderson, CBSSports.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. I, you know, in terms of the I, look, I'm in Houston, so I know the back end of that Astros bullpen has not been fun to follow over the last couple of weeks. Um, Osuna and Presley just have not looked the same in June, July, and August as they did earlier in the season. Is the bullpen, though, maybe sometimes, as far as concerns go, and we saw this with the Astros in 2017, that's maybe a concern that you can overcome if you just have overall depth in the pitching staff because you know, you're know you essentially emptying the chamber in the postseason. You're not playing by the normal rules, so to speak, in the postseason with respect to how and when you use pitchers. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, think about it this way. You know, once you get to the postseason, you shorten your rotation to four arms. And, 
that means most likely that Aaron Sanchez would slide into the bullpen. And we know based on his numbers this season, historically, he's pretty good one time through the order. Well, come the postseason, you know, maybe he fills a Joe Kelly-like role. And we saw how uh, successful Kelly was last season, you know, working for the Red Sox in a multiple inning role. Maybe Sanchez does that in October for the Astros. And maybe that really changes the dynamic of that bullpen. R.J. Anderson joining me on CBS Sports Radio, covers baseball for CBS Sports uh, com. It, it feels a little weird. No August 31st deadline. I know the July 31st deadline was always the real one, and guys had to go through waivers to get traded on August 31st. But does it feel a little bit different this year in terms of, well, you know, the teams, whatever they look like on August 1st, other than the call-ups from the minor leagues, this is what they're going to look like going into the postseason? Yeah, it absolutely feels weird. And, you know, I think the real weirdness is still to come because I think you're going to see more and more veterans on expiring deals shift the waivers and just, you know, discard it in a way that we're not accustomed to seeing. Usually we see them traded for a player to be named later or, you know, a lower level minor league or what have you. This year, I think you're going to see some guys who you wouldn't necessarily expect to just be given away, just kind of, yeah, given away because that's the only route that these teams have. And if you're, say, the Texas Rangers, you have Logan Forsythe. Well, Maybe you want to look at Nick Slack, you know, one of your prospects. So maybe you just put Forsyth on waivers, and if a contender claims him, then, hey, good luck, Logan. You had a good year for us, but you deserve to be on someone's bench in October. And, you know, unfortunately, that's going to lead to some, you know, weird transactions, and you can question whether that's really what the uh, spirit of the new rules were supposed to accomplish, but that's the reality of the situation. Is Garrett Cole going to get the – is he going to become the highest-paid pitcher in baseball this offseason? You know, he has a strong case for it, right? Uh, unfortunately for him, you know, the way the market has treated pitchers in recent years, you could make a case that, you know, teams are a little gun-shy about signing these guys to super lucrative deals. So it's going to be interesting to watch his free agency play out. Obviously, it's a testament to his talent and his hard work that he's turned into the ace that everyone expected he could become, or expected he would become, I should say, when he was drafted number one out of UCLA. But, yeah, I mean, for his sake, I hope he does because he's had, you know, back-to-back – uh, outstanding seasons, and you know the stuff is as good as anyone in baseball. So he deserves it, but we'll see if he actually happens. I almost feel like RJ that if he doesn't, then nobody is. Like I don't think there's a more, <laughs> I like I don't think there's a pitcher who checks more of the boxes to become that than Garrett Cole. When you take into account age, um, durability, I know he's out right now with this little hamstring tweak, but he's been incredibly durable as an Astros pitcher these last couple of years. Stuff crazy stuff he's been through that Brent Strom Astros car wash now where everybody comes out on the other side like 25 percent better than they were when they went in like if it's not Garrett Cole then I just have no idea who it's going to be ultimately yeah I agree with you you know he checks all the boxes he has the workhorse frame and yeah he has the big stuff and all that so yeah I don't really know unfortunately you know this is even a topic for us it speaks to uh, some potentially corrosive issues with Major League Baseball and its compensation system because this guy should be talking about, you know, a huge deal. And instead, we might actually be talking about will he be employed by the time camps open in February. So concerning times as far as the business of baseball is concerned. R.J. Anderson uh, covers MLB for CBSSports.com. Joining me. All right, so of the of the four big awards, we'll say, AL Cy Young, NL Cy Young, and then the MVP award in each league, which one is the easiest choice and which one is the most difficult choice? Are you talking about for me or for the voters? For uh, well, uh, for for you. Well, for me, American League and MVP should go to Mike Trout, and there's really no further discussion on that matter, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. What about the most difficult? 
Uh, the most difficult? I think that would probably be, I don't know, I guess you could say the Cy Young Awards, but I'll go with NL MVP just because I'm interested to see how people value Bellinger versus Yelich's season. And also, if by chance Ronald Acuna Jr. can record the fifth 40-40 season in league history, I would be interested to see how voters take that into account and whether they give him a boost for achieving such a rare feat. Yeah, how about that deal with Acuna yesterday? That was weird, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate him getting benched and all that, but at the same time, I don't think it's a big deal, and I think that he'll be back in the lineup on Tuesday, and he'll be back to hitting home runs, stealing bases, and just generally being one of the best players in baseball. Last one before I let you go, RJ. um, Aaron Boone talking about a mercy rule in Major League Baseball. Uh, of course, spawns all kinds of jokes about bringing Capri Suns to the ballpark and you know T-ball and things like that. But um, did, does his tossing of that he tosses that idea? Does the idea have any sort of merit to you? Honestly, I would be in favor of ties and mercy rules just because of where we are in terms of how teams design their pitching staff. And I think that if you're serious about trying to preserve pitchers' health, then it makes sense to institute ties and institute mercy rules where you're not having to. Uh, threaten the integrity of the game by throwing so many position players out there or, you know, having to shuffle guys back and forth on on and to triple A because, you know, you have to make your pitching staff count and all that. So, yeah, uh, I would be probably in favor of that. It just depends on what that looks like. And, you know, I'd have to do some more research on what exactly the score differential would need to be and all that. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that baseball should consider if we're serious about preserving pitchers and the integrity of the game. I'm putting you on the spot, but what, is your, what does your gut tell you about what, what – uh, uh a mercy rule that balances making sure the fans get their money's worth in terms of, you know, that it's not, you know, three innings and it's got to be something yeah. that's a little long. Like what's your gut tell you as far as sort of balancing the need for that with the need to satisfy people who paid their hard earned dollar to go to a game? Maybe you say something like after seven innings, if the game is, uh, if the score is greater than 10 runs or something, the margin of score, I should say is greater than 10 runs after seven innings, then maybe you can, you know, go ahead and call that a game or whatnot. But yeah, you raise a fair point. You don't want to rip off paying customers and it's nothing to take into consideration. But at the same time, you know, if I'm at a game and it's 17-1 and the backup catcher is throwing BP out there, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily getting my money's worth anyway. Yeah, only if I can live wager on the at-bats, then I'd stay for the whole game. (laughs) RJ Anderson covers MLB for CBSSports.com. RJ, really appreciate the time, man. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. You got it. RJ Anderson joining me on the show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.